0: Welcome to the B'nai International Podcast. I'm CEO Dan Mariashin. Thank you for tuning in. In just a moment, we'll be speaking with our Director for Latin American Affairs. But while you're settling in, be sure to visit our website, b'nai Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Easiest way to get the latest episode is to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play on your smartphone. Joining me today from Montevideo, Uruguay is my colleague, Eduardo Cohn, Director of Latin American Affairs for B'nai B'rith International. Eduardo has been with B'nai B'rith since 1984. He's joining us for the first time on the podcast to discuss anti-Semitism in Latin America and to talk about a number of other issues that affect Israel and the Jewish community. Eduardo, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you very much. I'm ready for answering your questions.
0: Thanks. I think we should start uh, by talking about antisemitism. Wherever you look, whether it's in Europe, uh, in Latin America, uh, in the Middle East, uh, there is a a tremendous rise in antisemitism. It's been in all of these places, of course, uh, almost uh, forever, uh, but uh, it's really seen a, a real spike in the last few years. Perhaps you could take us for a little bit of a a tour through Latin America and um, tell us a little about anti-Semitism there.
1: Well there has been in the last two or three years as you say not only a spike but different forms of anti-Semitism. During the uh, Gaza war in uh, 2014 the problem of anti-Semitism arose uh, in a different way that we were used to suffer because it came from some governments, I mean, and from presidents themselves. The most important case, of course, is uh, the president of Venezuela, who blamed Israel and accused Israel of genocide. And he was backed in in this position at that that moment by Evo Morales, the president of, uh, of Bolivia and some other countries and this created a feeling in the population and the local population that the doors were opened to uh, not only to blast Israel and to attack Israel but with the with the custom of uh, Israel to attack the Jewish local population. Uh, We can put examples very clear but for example in in Chile the attacks were not saying about I mean, insulting sentences against Israel, but the attack was against the Jewish community and saying Jews go out of the country, go back to Palestine. It is a little ironic to listen to that, but it happened the same in Brazil. It happened the same, of course, in Venezuela. It happened in in very different ways. The difference, and I, I, I finish with this first view. The difference was when the government was against the anti-Semitic manifestations or the anti-Semitic rallies and when the government was supporting them. In the case of Venezuela, unfortunately, they supported and the government supported. So the situation of the Jews were very difficult. In the case, for example, as I said, in Argentina or in Chile or in Brazil, government didn't accept that. And the Jewish community was not very well protected, but at least had the opportunity to defend themselves.
0: How do you counter this? Who are your allies? How do the Jewish communities, B'nai B'rith in Latin America, how do you counter uh, this kind of phenomenon, which is continent-wide, I suppose differing from country to country, but nevertheless there are certain common denominator issues um, in, in the age of, of uh, the Internet, uh, which also uh, produces uh, so much anti-Semitism, uh, how are we fighting back?
1: Well, uh, things have changed a little in the last three years, I mean, since the, the Gaza War. In this moment, we have allies. I mean, not only, more than allies, people that don't, I mean, rulers, presidents, that they don't accept any kind of discrimination and, of course, they don't accept anti-Semitism and they fight anti-Semitism and they put in jail those who commit anti-Semitic attacks or or murders. It happened in Uruguay one year ago when uh, a terrorist, an Islamic terrorist, I mean he's Uruguayan but converted to Islam attacked a Jewish businessman in a very small town in Uruguay and killed him, stabbing him, and killed him. It was a terrorist attack. And of course, immediately he was put in jail. He is in jail. And the whole society aroused and, and said that uh, they, they didn't accept in, in his town. All the people went to the street to protest and to say that the government must defend uh, the society for this violence and the Jews for these attacks. This is important ally that the government defend. In this moment, we can say that allies are the governments of uh, Brazil, of Argentina, of, uh, in this moment, in Uruguay, uh, in Paraguay, indeed, in Panama, in Costa Rica. And that's important when the Jewish community feel that we can go to the interior minister of those countries and say, well, in 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 the internet and in social media, We have a lot of attacks in this moment. Well, in this moment, we also have rules and uh, the interior ministers can help us. uh, When I say us, the Jewish community, but help themselves because it's a question of discrimination to find out who is uh, trying to make or to provoke uh, hate crimes and put them in jail. In this in this uh, particular situation, I put this example because in Uruguay was a, ha- a hate crime, and it was uh, immediately immediately attacked by the government. By the government, but this government, I am not so sure it would have happened the same three years ago. Not only in Uruguay, but in other countries. Of course, the, we have not allies yet in countries like uh, Venezuela or Bolivia but uh, we have more allies than we had three years ago.
0: What about the the BDS campaign? Do you see it uh, in Latin America? Is it growing?
1: No, uh, only we we could watch it, but uh, it failed only in Chile. You have to remember that Chile has the largest uh, Palestinian community, not only Palestinians that were born in second or third generation in Chile, but Palestinians that came to Chile uh, in the last uh, 10 or 15 years. So we are talking about 400,000 uh, Palestinian uh, descendants in, uh, in not in a huge country. There are only uh, 14, 15 million people and uh, well uh, in, in Chile they tried to to produce some facts of BDS but they found something that is important to say they found that the government didn't accept that because BDS is considered not only in Chile, but it it, it would be considered the same in other uh, Latin American countries as a question of discrimination, of xenophobia and racism. And there are laws in uh, not only an inter-American convention, but local laws to to, uh, to chastise and and, and to put penalties to those who promote uh, discrimination. So they tried in Chile. They tried hard, but uh, they didn't succeed. They also tried in Argentina, in some uh, not in Buenos Aires, but in some of the cities. But the government, the local governments, they didn't let them uh, go through.
0: What about the relationship between the, the countries in Latin America and the state of Israel? Going back to uh, the reestablishment of the state uh, with the partition plan in 1947, there were Number of Latin American countries that were supportive of the idea of uh, of a of a Jewish state um, and um, uh, showed that with their with their votes. Um, now here we are, almost uh, seventy years later. What kind of relationships uh, exist?
1: If we speak about uh, social, <clears throat> uh, not social, but uh, let's say education, economic and cultural uh, links, we can say that the relationship between Israel and most of the countries of Latin America, with few exceptions, like it could be Venezuela, Bolivia, and Cuba, uh, the relationships are excellent. When we go to the field of uh, political discussions, and uh, discussions are about UN uh, record uh, voting or other agencies voting, well, There we find uh, differences. In this moment, I would say that the relationship in the fields that I said before is excellent. For example, uh, Israel has uh, an agreement with the countries of the Mercosur, and it's working in all the economic points. Uh, Mercosur is the... Mercosur, uh, Eduardo,
0: explain. Mercosur is the... uh, It's a consortium of of countries uh, which... uh, have uh, banded together primarily for trade and economic reasons, correct?
1: Yes, absolutely correct. And the founding countries were Argentina, Brazil, Uruguay, and Paraguay. Then they have not uh, full members, but associates. They have uh, associate Chile, and they had, Boli- had Bolivia. And in this moment, uh, Venezuela, that entered uh, three or four years ago, Now we suspended because of the political situation of Venezuela. Mercosur decided to suspend uh, Venezuela. So basically it's the four countries. But not only with Mercosur, I can tell you that the relationship in question of economics and education, it's very good with Costa Rica, with Panama, with Mexico, with Mexico. There is a lot of business and a lot of, of commerce and a lot of exchange. But uh, again, when we go and when we find ourselves in the Human Rights Council or in the Security Council or in the General Assembly or in the UNESCO, then the record is not very nice. And sometimes there is because uh, there is a Latin American vote and all together they vote the same thing, which is against Israel. And these things are slightly changing in the last year and a half. With, uh, with the hard work of the state of Israel, not only visiting country, but uh, hosting visitors for the ministers and presidents of Latin American countries. Anyway, anyway, the political discussion will, I think, that will take some time to go to uh, uh, an acceptable level of agreement. Because, uh, for example, in the just to put an example in the voting of the 2334 resolution of the Security Council, the two Latin American countries voted together with the other uh, 14 because the United States uh, abstained. And it was all nice because one of the countries that voted that was Uruguay. And Uruguay, when explained, they say, Well, we didn't want to vote, but we voted. uh, But we understand that the two sides must. uh, gathering uh, in a, a negotiation term wait, they have to agree to, I mean, the, the policy, it's not uh, uh, or this or that. I mean, you have sometimes to take a decision and when you vote, the decision is the vote. The explanation is on the record, but it's an explanation. And in this moment, I insist the votes, we, we understand that there is a disagreement in question of political votes, but as we have, we are allies with them in other issues like business, et cetera, we find a good ground to keep this relationship in the best level, in the best possible level.
0: Eduardo, we have uh, time really for one more issue, but it's a very important issue. Uh, Two of the most horrendous uh, terrorist uh, acts uh, in the Western Hemisphere uh, occurred uh, over 20 years ago. The, The bombing of the Israeli embassy in Buenos Aires, and then the bombing of the AMIA Social Welfare Building in Buenos Aires a couple of years later. Um, that, the, the, both incidents uh, have, uh, have pointed in the direction of, of Iran and, um, and its accomplices. Um, Iranian penetration into Latin America has been a, a real cause of concern over the last 20 years. Um, how do you assess it uh, as we're talking today?
1: Today is still a, a very important problem because Iran uh, it's uh, fully in uh, Venezuela. it's inside government, business and whatever uh, and Venezuela is open not only to Iran but to Isbala members and they can go back and forth in Latin America with the passports uh, that given by Venezuela. so Iran, uh, it's not only a problem in the Middle East or in Europe or in the United States. It's a problem because Iran uh, not only did what you said they, they did with the two ter- terrific bombings and uh, terrorist attacks, but Iran is always promising to do that. So uh, the countries know that. The countries, uh, the countries uh, in general, they, they are aware of that but, uh, and they try to take care that this kind of penetration will not cause some terrorist attack, which not only will be, will be directed to the Jewish community, but will not only hurt the Jewish community, of course, but the country as it happened in Argentina twice. So in this moment, I think uh, it's a serious problem from Venezuela to the other countries. And it is a problem that uh, I, we can say Fortunately, the other countries, especially the countries of South America, which is the the place where the danger is is greater than the others, in other countries, the South American countries are fully aware, and the governments are fully aware and uh, working together. I must say that not only the Mercosur countries are working together, but all the South American countries, with the exception, of course, of Venezuela and Bolivia, eight countries are working together in the questions of security and terrorism because they know. That the threat is there. If we say that the threat has diminished because it's only focused in one country or the people is only one country, we are mistaken. And we all know that the threat is there, unfortunately, but it's there.
0: Really, we have about a minute left. I, I didn't want to uh, leave this out. Uh, B'nai B'rith, for many years, uh, has been accredited as a, a non governmental organization, NGO, at the Organization of American States. Uh, and uh, which is based uh, here in Washington, D.C., and it holds its uh, annual General Assembly uh, in a different country uh, every year, and and we participate. In in the short time that we have, uh, tell us about that, about our representation and how important it is to be there.
1: It's very important because the OAS is not only the largest uh, American uh, from all the Americas organization, it's the oldest. It was created before the United Nations. Uh, all them, uh, the countries in the Americas form are part of the of the OES, and uh, not only that, Israel is an observer. and Ben is a member, is a very uh, outstanding member of the civil society. Our work together is very important, not only because our relationship, uh, bilateral relationship with the foreign ministers but also because we were a very important uh, factor as an NGO, as an uh, organization of a civil society, with the approval of the very important convention against uh, discrimination and racism, which includes antisemitism, took 10 years of work. You remember we started together uh, in 2004, but uh, it happens three years ago and now we feel a little better because there is a, a, a there is a ruling uh, about questions of discrimination we in this moment are very active with the uh, with the secretary general and with the office of the secretary general in the questions of the human rights and the problems of human rights in venezuela not only for the jewish community which is only part of the country but of, in general with the violations of human rights and they want to know our opinion we give them we write about that and we hope that in june when there is the general assembly in mexico not only this issue will be on the table other issues of human rights and we will be there not only speaking but proposing uh, proposals concrete proposals to take legal measures to diminish the question of violations of human rights in some countries in Latin America, and especially in this moment what is happening in Venezuela.
0: Eduardo, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for all you do in all of Latin America. Uh, We deeply appreciate it. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks again for joining us for the Benebrith International Podcast. Please visit our website, benebrith.org, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, Subscribe on your smartphone through the podcast app for iPhone or through Google Play for Android. And lastly, tell a friend about it. For my colleague Eduardo Cohn, I'm Dan Mary Ashen. We'll talk to you next time on the B'nai B'rith International Podcast.